You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears quarterback competition is over. They won't have any more real practices until after Matt Nagy names a starting quarterback and he has a difficult decision in front of him. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast, brought to you by NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays, or you can replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with their condensed games. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today, we will hear from head coach Matt Nagy on what criteria he'll be using to decide between Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. We'll also check in on this offensive line development with some quotes from Charles Leno about just how eager these guys are to get out there and run the football this season. And we'll wrap up with a check-in on Ryan Nall, the number three running back who could quietly be a big key to this Bears running game this season. Wednesday marked the last full practice the Bears will have before they start getting ready for the Detroit Lions and Week 1 starting next week. They'll have another walkthrough to end this week, and then a couple of days off for the players before they come back on Sunday for, again, another light walkthrough that isn't a full practice of competitive periods. So that means the coaches have seen everything they're going to see from both Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, and now it's crunch time. Now it's time to stack up everything that has happened at every practice, every throw, every handoff, every play call, every adjustment, and truly see which quarterback has not only been the better quarterback at training camp, but will be the best quarterback to lead this team to start the regular season. Matt Nagy has done very well to not give any indication in either direction throughout the duration of training camp, but fortunately he was able to share a little bit more of how they're going to evaluate these quarterbacks and what some of the deciding factors will be. As far as our schedule goes, they'll have um, a couple days off and we'll get them back in on, uh, on Sunday and do another 10, 10, 10 and get a lift in so that they can get back on track. So um that, that time there is very valuable for us to kind of breathe a little bit. We all have our own opinions uh, of where we're at, but you have these daily schedules and daily scripting that we're doing just to get the next day ready. And, and so now what we can do as an offensive coaching staff is we can pull back, um, we get through tomorrow, and we'll basically take every clip of every snap of both quarterbacks and we are going to get in a room and we're going to sit down and we're going to watch all of these clips. And we're not just going to see, was it complete or was it incomplete? We're going to dig really hard into the why. And then we're going to look at situational football. And then we're going to look at what's around him. Is it one V two, two V one. 
and we're going to just shut the door. We're going to have our own opinions. And then ultimately in the end, we're going to make a decision. Um, I think the more you look at it for us, that's what's most important is to say, hey, we said from the front end, we are going to be extremely fair. We're going to be open and honest. Well, now this is now that we have a, a library of tape, which we didn't have in Zoom. We now have a library of film that we can evaluate and critique and judge and make decisions. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to make that decision. We're going to move forward. Okay. Someone's going to get the job and someone's not going to get the job. And they're both going to have to handle that the right way because it's a long season. And so um, in the end, when we all understand that this whole entire organization feels good with both quarterbacks, that's a good problem to have. Now it's our job to make it work. That last line there from Matt Nagy has been a point of contention among Chicago Bears fans. Is it a good problem to have? You know, the, the old saying in the NFL, and I think in college football it applies as well, when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. The question with this Bears situation is, it's not as though they've both been excellent at every point. They've both had some good moments at practice. They've both had some bad mistakes and neither one has really separated himself as clearly better than the other. So while the Bears coaching staff might feel comfortable with both of them, it's not as though they have necessarily a sure thing with either one of them. So it'll be interesting to see whoever starts week one, what kind of a leash they might have. But as we look at both of these quarterbacks, potentially neck and neck with everything more or less in the books you can't help but feel like Trubisky might be the favorite here the incumbent in the position the guy that the Bears still feel like has some sort of untapped potential some better play can still be had from Trubisky whereas Nick Foles feels like kind of more the guy that we know what he is and he's had some ups and downs throughout his career but he's not all of a sudden going to be something brand new at age 31 But Trubisky, even though it is his fourth season, yes, you can point to a lot of different things over the last few years as to why the inconsistency has been there, and there's some room for further development at this stage in his career. So it seems like the Bears could try and swing for the fences with Trubisky and know that they have Nick Foles behind him if, ultimately, the younger quarterback doesn't take those steps forward. Think about it. If Nick Foles starts Week 1, Would anybody feel super confident going to Mitch Trubisky off the bench? Probably not that much. But if Mitch Trubisky starts week one, I think we could feel a lot more confident about going to Nick Foles off the bench, and it seems to fit an easy narrative for how this season might go. Whoever's named the starter is going to need more from their running game and offensive line this season, and it's clear that the big guys up front want to be more physical and want to run the ball more this year. We'll hear Charles Leno's perspective on the new offensive identity next on Locked On Bears. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for the start of the regular season because we'll finally have some new film to break down on NFL Game Pass where you can catch every snap from every game with full game replays on your time. You can even see all the plays in just 45 minutes with their condensed games and relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, 
all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes that take you inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down football's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson, plus Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. If not for the quarterback competition, I think a lot more people would be talking about this Chicago Bears running game during training camp, especially with the David Montgomery injury, but even if he was healthy, it is an absolutely critical need for this offense to be able to run the ball more consistently and almost more importantly, just get more consistent play out of their offensive line in all areas. They were part of the problem in the running game, as was at times the play calling and even at times the running backs themselves. But the offensive line was also an issue in pass protection as well, not quite as consistent in 2019 as they had been in 2018. A coaching change and an offensive identity change sounds like it's starting to pay dividends, even as four of the five starters remain the same, and the competition at right guard is pretty much over with. Charles Leno made a good point, though, yesterday, with something that I hadn't realized and considered up to this point, that with James Daniels locked in at left guard and Cody Whitehair locked in at center, this is actually the first training camp where Charles Leno and James Daniels have really had a full-time opportunity to work next to each other and build that chemistry. And he shared some of his perspective on how that chemistry building is going and what they want to see out of this Bears offensive philosophy. I see it going well. Um, I'm actually, so the crazy thing about it is just looking at my perspective, just on the uh, left side. Um, this is the first camp me and James Daniels actually had together. Um his rookie year, he was going from center and guard, bouncing around, and uh, had another guard next to me. And then last year, he was at center. So this is actually the first time that actually me and James are playing well together and playing together. So uh, that's going to help our play going into the season. And, you know, we got Cody at the helm. Cody's our fearless leader. Um, he's the guy that makes everything, sets everybody up. So we trust we all trust in him. And then Jermaine and Jermaine and Bobby, uh, they're they're doing really well right now, just gelling well together. So um, minus one spot, the guard spot. I mean, we're bringing back everybody from last year, so I feel it's doing well, doing really well together. Um, it's been good vibes in tr training camp right now. Good vibes in the meeting room, and you know, let's carry that on to the season. I'm sure you guys want to push the front for your running backs, and do you sense that that will be an increased focus this year? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I'm not the one calling the plays, but I hope so. I, I, that's all I can ask for. All I hope is, you know, we get a little more. Well, first, we got to do a better job. I'm putting on this on ourselves first. Uh, we got to do a better job of, you know, creating that space. But then also, we would love more run calls being called. So, you know, wherever the play caller is, we'll hope that would be the case. If it was me, I'd run every play. I don't want to read too much into what Charles Leno said there, but that last thing, I didn't even notice it the first time I listened to it, but then just playing it back here to hear it on the podcast, I caught it when he said, whoever the play caller is, I hope they run the ball more. 
And that hasn't been in question at any point who the play caller was going to be. That Matt Nagy has been firm saying that he was going to be the guy. At least he was firm on that throughout the offseason. But I can't help but wonder if maybe during training camp and some of these things, maybe he's let other guys do some of the play calling at practices so other guys will get some experience doing it. And maybe there could be the possibility for other people calling some of the plays during the season. I mean, again, I, I don't want to read too much into what Charles Leno had said, but why wouldn't he not just say, you know, I hope Matt Nagy, why, why did he say whoever the play caller is? That's just a, a little nugget there that I'm it, put it in the file of things to keep an eye on moving forward. But I, I will say that his desire for the play caller to call more running plays is not him calling anybody out or really revolting against his coaching staff in any way. Because I guarantee you, you poll every offensive lineman in the NFL, and I would bet every single one of them would say they want to run the ball more. Offensive linemen love the running game. They love run blocking. It's when they get to be the aggressor, they get to be the physical ones. You know, in pass protection, you're sort of defending the quarterback in some ways. You're you're falling backwards. You're absorbing the contact and redirecting. You're not always getting to be the guy attacking. So offensive linemen in general love running the ball, and they all want to run the ball more. So that's not exclusive to Charles Leno or this Chicago Bears offensive line, but it's particularly pertinent after the lack of rushing success last season and some of the inconsistencies from a play-calling standpoint, from a blocking standpoint, and from the running back's position. The backfield's going to look different this year with Cordero Patterson back there, But don't be surprised if we see a bit more Ryan Nall as well, but maybe not always in the traditional running back position. We'll explore what his role could look like this season next on Locked On Bears. Normally, we wouldn't spend much time talking about a number three running back, and I guess when you look at this Bears depth chart, if you count Cordell Patterson, David Montgomery, and Tariq Cohen, Ryan Nall's a number four running back. So maybe you're wondering why the heck do we care what he's going to be doing this season. But he spoke to the media this week and pointed out and mentioned a couple different times playing fullback and not explicitly saying, like, I'm going to be a full-time fullback, but he talked about, you know, wherever they need me, wherever they're going to use me, whether that's carrying the ball, catching passes out of the backfield, or lining up at fullback, you know, kind of just throwing it in there on a whim. And I can't help but wonder if that's going to be an indication maybe of more eye formation, more split backfields, more opportunities to get some different looks in this running game to kind of continue that idea of an offensive identity change and being more physical up front. Because, like, when you look back to last year, Ryan Nall played exactly one snap of fullback. They did use J.P. Holtz in that position a little bit more. You know, we saw them kind of go to that I formation out of nowhere against the Los Angeles Chargers and then pretty well get away from it. But it was really early in the season there when we saw J.P. Holtz do a few things at fullback and then that pretty well trailed off. I believe it was... It ended up being 73 snaps as a whole on the season, which is honestly more than I thought and more than I remember. But some of those were in shotgun situations where he's more of like a hybrid fullback tight end, but like a true 
fullback in the backfield in front of a running back like in an I formation or a strong formation like in Madden there were about 41 of those last year and most of them were in weeks three four and nine for the most part but maybe that could be an indication that more of that is coming and maybe less of JP Holtz as well as they try and narrow down that tight end position could be Nall kind of getting that option as a half fullback half running back and Cordero Patterson counting as a half running back half wide receiver that adds up to three full running backs if you count Cohen as a full running back, David Montgomery as a full running back, and Patterson and Nall as half. It makes the math for the final 53-man roster a little bit easy to come to. In the short term, though, there might be some more offensive true running back carrying opportunities for Ryan Nall early in the season if David Montgomery isn't going to be ready to go by the time week one comes around and even potentially lingering into week two there. And it actually wasn't until last season that Ryan Nall got his first NFL carries. I believe this was week 17 where he just got two handoffs and kindly finally got that first snaps of NFL offensive football last season, three years into his NFL career. And Matt Nagy sounds confident in his development, not only offensively, but being able to be a, a key special teams player that should ensure him a roster spot, plus that opportunity at fullback. Yeah, we have a lot of trust in Ryan. He's a kid that now as a free agent, uh, a credit to our personnel staff on finding him and getting him here. And what Ryan has done is he's earned his way onto this team via special teams and and as as a role player. And now he's starting to grow more and more. So that trust factor that we have with him, we can do some different things. I know Tabes really likes him. And so here, here he is going into his third year and um, I think that's a credit to him because he he never worried about other, other stuff. He, he didn't count numbers. He just did everything he could do to get become a better running back and a better special teams player. And when you have that, you know, it really helps you out. Doesn't sound like Nall is a player that's going to be cut on those 53-man roster cutdowns coming this weekend. And he does offer something that the Bears don't exactly have in their backfield in terms of that big body bruiser that he can put in short yardage situations, pound him up the middle, either from the fullback or a running back spot. He did both in college at Oregon State. He's listed at 6'2", 239 pounds. So there's some bulk and some downhill running that gets behind those pads. Not a guy that's going to break away for a huge gain and outrun anybody downfield, but he can play that that complementary role, like Matt Nagy said, and I think there's a lot of different ways he can complement this offense and this team on special teams as well, given his variety of skill set. But You know, I, I mentioned it once before on a previous podcast, but it, it just reminds me of how impressive of an athlete Cordero Patterson is because Ryan Nall is listed at 6'2", 239. Cordero Patterson is listed at 6'2", 238. So essentially the same height and weight, but Cordero Patterson is an elite explosive playmaker with the ball in his hands, and Ryan Nall is a little bit more of the, the big body between the tackles guy. So an interesting dynamic with them and a lot of different things that the Bears can do in the backfield, especially once David Montgomery gets back out there healthy. But for now... I'm excited to see what kind of wrinkles Matt Nagy adds to this offense with Nall maybe at fullback, maybe in the backfield. Get Cohen and Patterson and Nall back there, and defenses aren't going to know where the ball is going to go, who's going to be blocking, who's going to be receiving, who's going to be doing what. There's a lot of potential for creativity on offense here. They're going to need Matt Nagy to maximize their skill sets. They're going to need the quarterback position to be more consistent, whoever they're going to name the starter, and they're going to need that offensive line 
to really hold up and gel and be the group up front that we see the potential with a lot of the young guys there and some of the consistent veterans around them. Pieces are in place. It's just a matter of everything truly coming together and executing in what is guaranteed to be a strange COVID-19 2020 season. We don't know exactly what date Matt Nagy will announce his starting quarterback, but it has to be next Wednesday at the latest when the practices and the injury report come out and they really start gearing up for the Detroit Lions. That's when they'll practice as a full game week gearing up. So we will know by then at the absolute latest, but it could be as early as Monday or maybe even this weekend if they really make that decision quickly. But you can be sure we will be right here to break it all down for you on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe so you keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. We are finally so close to real Bears football back on our television screens. It's been a long off-season, a tumultuous year in general, and I think we'll all appreciate some of the routine of noon kickoffs on Sundays once again and finally be able to truly bear down. 